Hey everyone, welcome back to Sunday Scripture Reflections from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas. Uh, today we're talking about the readings for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, coming up on this Sunday. Uh, we have readings from Deuteronomy, we have readings from uh, the letter of St. James, and then we also have the Gospel of Mark. Um, so let's go ahead and dive on in. The Deuteronomy reading, um, Moses is talking about the law. And so all of Deuteronomy, Moses is uh, giving the law, and he's expanding upon the details of the law. And it's just kind of his, his farewell address to Israelites before they entered the Holy Land. Um, and so he's in one of these, uh, there's one of these spots at the end where he's sort of wrapping things up and he's saying, um, hey, everything that I just told you is really important for these reasons. So make sure that you observe everything that I've told you. Make sure you are caring about everything that I've given to you here. Um, and that uh, not only just because this is the law that God's given you, not just because I've been able to give you this law from God, but because I want um, because God wants the nations around you to see how great God is. Um, and so we have these statutes and these ordinances and all the things. We have the, the, the law that's given uh, by Moses, and he's saying, follow this so that you can be a light to the nations um, and share the glory of God and the, the fact that God cares about you with the nations around you. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think... It rules in general, laws, decrees, statutes, whatever Moses goes with, commandments, um, are something that we as people have this odd love-hate relationship with. Like, we, we, we love the law when it works in our favor, but we hate it when it works against us. And we've talked before about, like, justice and mercy being the same way. Like, we're, we're very good at asking for mercy and seeking justice, but it's very rarely the other way around that we seek uh, or, or we ask for what is just in our lives. Um, and so I, I think this is the same thing. And I think a lot of times people put this very negative context around laws and commandments and rules. But really what Moses is doing is, is trying to show them that like these are important because of who God is, and because of what he wants for you. Uh, and I, I liken it to um, having children. But I want my kids to have fun and enjoy being out on the playground. I also don't want them hanging from the monkey bars upside down and trying to swing with their feet because they're not actual monkeys. Um, and that would that would end poorly, right? So you give them laws, you give them rules. There's parameters, there's boundaries. And those are there because, yes, I want you to have fun, but I also want you to be safe and I love you. And this is what Moses is trying to convey to the people is that God wants what is best for you, but there are there are boundaries, there are parameters, there are things that you have to follow and have to listen to before you just forget that there is this God who loves you. Right. So yeah. And, and then, I think yeah. Sorry. I was just gonna say I think that leads right into James. Absolutely. What James is trying to say. Yeah. And so I mean the, the big line from, from this part of James's letter is be doers of the word and not only hearers of the word. Um, and he's saying whatever, and he's not just talking about the Jewish law at this point, he's talking about the law of love from Christ, but he's yeah. saying whenever you are hearing the word of God you know, hearing it is good, you've got to start with that because that's how you encounter it, but then yeah. don't stop there, you have to also actually live that, you have to make that a part of your life you have to change based on what the word of God is to you um, otherwise you're just listening for fun, you're not really uh, trying to live as God is asking you to. Yeah, and I think that is where 
we as as people struggle sometimes is the where the rubber meets the road as they say right and so this is another thing that we have to look at and when we have struggles with what the church is teaching us or what the church is saying uh like what moses was doing with the people as they're they're traveling through the desert is you struggle with these things look for an answer what is the why behind why the church teaches this or what is the history or the tradition behind these things? Because the church teaches these things for a very specific reason, right? It's not just that somebody was sitting there and like, I'm going to come up with whatever rules I want because I don't care about anything. It's like, no, there's, there's a reason that the church has this teaching or this law or this rule. And so we have to learn what those things are because as baptized Christians, we are called to fulfill all of what is the truth, capital T truth of what the church teaches. And so we should be seeking answers with those things that we may not understand um, with the different rules and decrees. And, you know, that that brings us right into, you know, what I think is probably the, the most important part of what Jesus is saying in the gospel, which is, you know, evil does not come from what is outside. It comes from what's inside. You know, and, and we're really, we're really good. Going back to like the idea of justice and mercy, we're very good at blaming the outside um, variables for the problems that we have in our lives. But really, it's from within. You know, um, how I respond to what I see as an injustice, or how I respond to um, mercy, or how I respond to. Uh, someone who has treated me poorly, that that's from within me. I can either respond out of love or I can respond out of evil. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Is, is like, it, what comes from within that is bad, that is what defiles you and that is what is evil. Um, and so it's how we respond. And I think this is where, where Moses is talking to those people is uh, about these statutes and decrees and the, and the knowledge and wisdom of those people is you're either going to respond in a positive way, like you were saying, you either become the light to these nations, or you become part of the darkness, right. or you are casting the shadow, right? I mean, casting the shade. Um, but that's that's the whole idea that I think Jesus is looking at with the gospel here. Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you said, just that it's our default to, to blame something else or someone else. I mean, it's Adam and Eve in the garden, that was the first... Other than hiding, the next step was, well, why did you do this? Well, she told me to do it. Right. And then <laughs> she's like, well, the snake told me to do snake. it. Yeah. Right, right. And there's always a passing of the, the blame along. And yeah. I think that's just important that that shows up in that very first couple of chapters of the Bible. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just that we really want something else to be the problem. Uh, we really, I mean, when something is wrong and we sin, we really want to blame something else. We want to blame someone else. Um, and we want to we want to ignore the the inner issues that are actually going on. I think yeah, you're right. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about with the Pharisees because they're getting yeah. on to him and the disciples about not washing their hands uh, as the tradition prescribes. And he's saying, well, maybe we're not we're not following that. Like obviously we're not. Yeah. But are you if you're following it, are you really also doing everything else that comes behind it or that's supposed to come with it? Yeah. Um, Say so we're. You know, in this case, it's one of those traditions that was entirely man-made. Um, and so he's saying yep. it's not as important that we do that as that we love one another. Mm -hmm. um, and in this case, which of us is doing that better? And 
it's one of those drop the mic moments for Jesus. Yeah. Like, yes, you're right, but also I'm more right. Uh, and yeah. you ought to think about the fact that there's a reason for these traditions and you're missing the point entirely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's the danger sometimes, right? Because then we, we look at how the outside world changes the narrative of certain things. And it's like, oh, yeah, the hand-washing um, was the least of your problems at this time. And Jesus is trying to remind them of that. And they're like, oh, you're right. That's our bet. So, yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Um, it, it, it challenges us in a lot of ways to, I think, James's letter where, you know, don't just be listeners, be doers. I think is a good challenge of, like, you know, we, we talk all the time about go out. Like, do those things. Be that light. Try, try to do something. Um, and then... Really, as we were reflecting on this passage last week with some of our families, the thing that we realized is how, how are we responding and how are other people seeing us respond? You know, um, I don't remember who said it, somebody much wiser and um, more important than I am, uh, that, that they are, will know that we are Catholic by our example. Um, and that, that's what we need to do. You know, if we're responding with everything with with evil, I mean, we were just joking around about like how much I dislike being in traffic. That's not traffic's fault. That's me. That's my problem. Like I have to work on that. I live in a very large metropolitan area with with the high density population in different places. Like I should understand that traffic is part of the terms of negotiation here. And just be okay with it. Instead, I respond in a way that is, as Jesus put it, evil. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, it's and, and I think too. We had some conversations last night with the Bible study with our teens. Uh, which we finally started back up for the, the for the fall, um, and it was brought up like Catholics are all about traditions. Like we do a lot of things that are very. We have ritual. We have tradition. We have yeah. these things, and there's a way to interpret this part of the gospel as saying, yeah, all you have to do is love God. You don't have to worry about any of those tradition things or any of that ritual stuff. It's like, right. well, well, hold on. In some in some respects, that is the point. But in a lot of respects, like we have the mass, and it's, which is very ritual, ritualistic, I guess. And we have these traditions. We have the you know the fasts and the feasts and all of these things that the church teaches. And it's saying not not that you should ignore those in favor of loving God. It's that you should acknowledge that these are only here so that you can love God. Yeah. And if you're going to go through these things and do them, just go through the motions and leave it at that you're kind of wasting your time but in order to get to the thing that it's pointing at you still have to, to you yeah. take advantage of the tool that you've been given well it's you know I, Bishop Robert Barron talked about um, you will put more tradition rules sacredness around things that you care about and I think he compares it to like the wood chips out at the playground if a child comes by and he's playing on the playground, and he wants to remember that he got to play at the playground that day, he's going to grab a wood chip, and he's going to come up to somebody and be like, do you care if I take this wood chip? No. No one here cares if you take the wood chip. Right. You know, just take the wood chip. It's fine. Kid. Go about your day. Uh, if that same child were to visit the Louvre in Paris and said, well, I like that Mona Lisa picture, but I want to change the color of her hair, so I'm just going to take it and do that that child would get arrested, right? So we put a different level of tradition 
or sacredness or reverence or law around the things that are more important, that there is more beauty around, that there is more appreciation of. And that's what the faith is, or at least it should be for all of us, is that this is the highest form of worship that we have, the Mass that we're doing this reflection on. If that's the case, then there has to be rules, there has to be parameters, there has to be sacredness, there has to be tradition around it, because of what it is. Right. It's not a wood chip. You know, it's greater than the Mona Lisa. It is the most important thing. Source and summit of our faith. So there has to be some parameters. But that's because of the appreciation of what it is. Same with like my kids. I don't care about a wood chip on the monkey bars. I care about my kid on the monkey bars. And that's why there's got to be those parameters. There has to be those rules. So. Right. And they should point you to what is important rather than just becoming an obstacle themselves. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. so. That's definitely our challenge for this week is to think about you know, what is it that we are doing in our faith life? What is it we're doing in our prayer life? Not just can we pray more, but in the time that we are in prayer, the time that we go to Mass, can we more intentionally be there? Can we really yep. consider all the things that we're doing and why we're doing them and then allow those things to lead us where they're leading us, which is closer to God? Yep. Um, I think that could be our challenge for this week. Yeah, absolutely. Mass does not end just because we have a final blessing. You know, right. we, we have the, the call to discipleship at the end, and that's the job is that we, we go out and make disciples of all nations. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks so much for joining us this week. We Bye will guys. be back again next week. Please pray for us and know that we are praying for you. God bless.